This episode of Heavy Cardboard is brought to you from the great folks over at Gamesurplus.com, bringing the world of board games to you. Now, on to the show. Heavy Cardboard, episode 91, The Routine. Coming to you from Davis's Dry Goods Store, welcome to Heavy Cardboard, where we talk medium and heavy strategy board games, war games, 18xx, and a lot of other related topics in the board gaming hobby. We're your hosts, I'm Edward. And I'm Amanda. So BGG Con has come and gone, or if you prefer, for those that attended it, PAX Unplugged has come right. and gone. Right, <laughs> one or the other. Which, at least for us, BGG Con this year marks the end of con season for 2017, which I got to be careful how this comes across, okay? I realize how fortunate that I especially, and that we are, that we get to go to all these cons, mm-hmm. and we all these conventions, and we get to experience all this and we're you know we've traveled not all the way around the world but at least to europe and stuff for the conventions and everything i understand how fortunate we are a hundred percent and i want to make sure that this comes across the right way but for those that travel for business or whatever and you're gone a lot Mm -hmm. I think those folks especially they're going to really understand exactly how good it is and how nice it is to just have a have a respite from mm-hmm. the travel, right? Uh, and to be able to just be home and be quote unquote normal, right? And for us, we don't know what that is yet. We don't because when I quit my job originally, because either I was going to kill somebody <laughs> or I it was going to kill me. Mm-hmm. The idea was okay. Let me test this out to find out whether or not you know I wanted to do this full time, even if that was something that really legitimately interests me. Right. We've talked about this a number of times since then, between then and now. Found out, yeah, I really do. Mm-hmm. However, from that point forward, it was prep for heavy gone, getting ready for that, and then. There was, let's see, from that... Then it was Origins, and after that it was WBC, then after that it was Gen Con, then after that it was the Patron Drive, then after that it was Essen, then after that it was BGG Con. So again, love that we've been able to go to these, or I have, or whatever. But it's been right? once a month for six months. It has, and we haven't been able to really get into a no-nonsense routine of, hey, I'm going to learn this game during the day, and then you, me, Matt, whoever else, mm-hmm. maybe. We're going to play it that night. We're going to play it a few times. We're going to live stream it. And then we'll play it a couple more times. And then we'll review it. And then just kind of have this cycle right. going of a couple of games in rotation as we go. And with Essen having come and gone, obviously we have a plethora hey, of new games to go over. So I'm just really, really excited about this this routine. I mean, is it is it weird to get excited about a routine? You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> no. <laughs> so on that note, just really, really excited to have essentially a little over three months of no travel and just look. All right. Let you know, not that our noses haven't been to the grindstone, 
But you know what I mean, mm-hmm. right? In a different so, way now. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of. So, so are you excited about that? Because I, I am. I am hoping that the lack of convention prep is going to make you be less of a, I don't want to say a whack job crazy man, so I'll just say crazy man. When it less com- stressed. Yes. Right. When it comes to being stressed out about everything, I'm hoping that having some having a routine and having some normalcy, right, right? That that'll help with your stress level, which in turn will help with mine. And let's face it, now that I am officially full time, it that's one less major stress, right? right? We don't have to worry about are we going to be able to pay for everything right. and, you know, all that all that goes into life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think one feeds the other which feeds the other which now those are gone so in theory i mean it's me so i'm going to manufacture things to stress about absolutely inevitably right Mm -hmm. oh we i i need to learn this game or i i don't i haven't learned enough game i've only learned five games this week i need to learn 12 yeah 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 exactly so but I'll gladly take that kind of stress <laughs> as opposed to all the others. So needless to say, like I said, just really, really excited to have con season over, but not because cons are over, but just to be able to have a regular, yeah. a chance to set a routine so that when we come back from conventions, we can just go going right forward, back into it. Exactly. And we have that baseline to mm-hmm. go off of, yeah. which we've never been able to set, which, yeah, just really stoked about that. Mm-hmm. It'll be nice. Um and kind of speaking of routines and stuff, I've been working four tens for a while now. Which, I mean, most people would be really happy about that, they, right? I would imagine, but people that work four tens probably don't have a commute that would take them an hour and a half. Round trip, up, you're saying, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat up an hour and a half every day also. So I leave the house at 5.30. I get home at 6 p.m. Um, so that's a lot because with my head and everything i have to have more sleep than you know i can't live on four hours of sleep like a lot of people can so i in order for me to get a good night's sleep i need to be in bed by 8 8 30 to 9 so that leaves me two hours after i get home to do whatever i need to do for the show to play a game to eat dinner to take a shower all of those things have to be smushed into two hours and it's just not enough time so i'm considering going to um, going back. back to five days a week right which would mean i would leave at the same time but instead of getting home at six i would most likely get home at three thirty or 4 so that would give a lot more time to do things in the evening but then i'm sacrificing an entire day off so which it has been wednesdays and that's kind yeah. of been uh, a heavy cardboard centric yeah. work day right? it has been but heavy cardboard has gotten to the point now to where i can't get everything done in one day so you're thinking that a couple extra hours spaced out over the course of the week would make up for that wednesday i think i'm thinking so but i don't know see so. and i'm i'm apprehensive about that but ultimately it comes down to what what makes Amanda happier, right? right? What what would be better for you and what your headspace as well as productivity mm-hmm. and downtime for you? Yeah, because I don't have any of that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so no. so that is going to be part of this routine evolution that we're going to try and figure right, out. Right, because if if we get into a good routine and that that two hours a night is enough for me to do everything I need to do, then great. But if things can't continue the way they are, I've burned the candle at both ends for a while now, and I'm I've 
I'm, the wicks are just about to meet and explode. <laughs> so we'll figure this out. But it, it's good to at least tell folks what, what's going on here, well, right? Y'all are my friends. I have to tell you. So speaking of routine and craziness and everything, within that 90 some odd, 80 some odd days, whatever it is that we have, we're going to do something pretty nuts, but pretty awesome too, I think. I think so. So this idea you had, you want to tell folks? We've done the advent of Christmas gaming for a couple of, I think a couple, two or three years now. Yeah, which is, oh, sorry, go ahead. You play a game. It doesn't have to be a different game. You can play the same game every night in December if you want. a game every day. Every day in December. December. And so I thought, well, hey, if we're going to do this, then we might as well live stream them. So I mentioned that to you in the Netherlands. And I, I immediately laughed and, <laughs> no, you're nuts. And then six hours later. And then throughout the entire rest <laughs> of the trip, I was like, you know, huh. And it's kind of nuts. He just but kept mulling it over and I ringing did. it I, well, up. I mean, it's a great idea, but it's also, it, it's just nuts. I mean, that's teaching a game and live streaming it every day for 24 days or 25, whatever it is. Um that's nuts but we're gonna do it yep we are yeah so so we're coming up with a list yep we're gonna check it twice Mm -hmm. and from december 1st through christmas eve so through december 24th we are going to live stream something Mm -hmm. every day now it's obviously some of these days might be an ask the elephant it might be you know a, a top six it could be a number of different things but we're going to live stream something every day from the 1st through the 24th. And then I'm not going to say that the show goes dark for a week, but we're g- going to take a break it's from gonna live It's going to go streaming. light gray. Yeah, right. After <laughs> for, From Christmas the 25th through January 1st, we're going to take a break to kind of refresh, yeah. catch up with everything, and then, and then get back to, again, that routine that we're going to try and figure out how it works. Yeah. So if you watch our live streams... Um, that should be exciting. That should be a lot of fun. And it's not going to be just you and I. It'll be no. the whole the whole crew as normal, yep. right, here and there. Absolutely. That said, doesn't mean the podcast is going to get neglected either. It just means, hey, we're going to be playing a whole lot of games, which means, hey, no problem being able to do the episodes, that's it, et cetera, yeah, exactly. et cetera. So it should be a lot of fun. should be really crazy, <laughs> uh, but a lot of fun at the same time. Yeah. So we uh, to circle back from before BGGCon, we did our charity stream uh, to for Puerto Rico to raise money for the MariaFund.org right. uh, charity for uh, the the folks in Puerto Rico that are still suffering from the after effects of Hurricane Maria. Yeah. So we raised well over three hundred dollars during the live stream, which is awesome. We, it is. It totally is. So thank you to everybody that donated on that. And we matched the first mm-hmm. 300, as we said, and donated that as well. So just wanted to give kudos to everybody um, that took part in the stream as well as that that uh, that donated yeah. everything. So thanks, everybody. It was we wonderful. really appreciate yes, it. Yes, thank you so much. Big thank you to our sponsor, BoardGameTables.com. If you're in the market for a customized one-of-a-kind board game table. Go check them out, boardgametables.com.
This is Quentin Smith from Shut Up and Sit Down, and you're listening to Heavy Cardboard. Spare a thought for them. They review the 18xx games, so the rest of us don't have to. So information-wise, we got a few things here. So the HeavyCon invites, those are going to go out next week. If you want to get on the wait list, go to heavycardboard.com forward slash heavycon. The wait list is about 150 folks long. Mm -hmm. Last year, we had 94 attendees. We're going to expand that to about 130, 140 folks this year, which means there's going to be about 40 new attendees. So out of that 150, 40 of those folks are going to be coming. Now, out of that, I imagine we're probably going to power through about 90 invitations because people aren't going to be able right. to make it. Hey, I just wanted to get on the list in case for next mm-hmm. year, that type thing. So if you haven't got on the list by now, you may not be able to make it for this year. But I, and by this year, I mean 2018. However, 2019, it's good to be on the list. Yeah, now. just get so. on the list. Then you're there, you're there. You don't have to worry about it. Yep. So if you're curious about that and you're already on the list uh the first wave of invites go out next week also we've had some folks t- asking about late night cardboard so this is a idea that jim and i had a uh, jim from punching cardboard about a separate show one night a week i'm sorry one night a month Woo! let's not commit to that <laughs> throttle it <laughs> uh one night a month to do something a little bit different that's different than heavy cardboard that's different from punching cardboard and be able to talk about some hot topic issues that are going on in the industry and make it more of an uh, an adult theme show and what i mean by that is it's probably going to be a lot a little bit more not safe for work nothing gratuitous just two dudes talking mm-hmm. about things and we just don't want to have to self-edit yeah, on that yeah. so it's going to be on its own feed uh, probably going to start up around the new year sometime. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still working out the exact details of what that's going to be, but that is coming. It's going to, like I said, it's going to be on its own feed and we'll have more details as that comes. But I know a number of folks out there were asking about it. So just wanted to give you all a heads up. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And plus it's one night a month. It's not like it's a yeah. huge commitment. Right. Bev, one of the people that you mentioned last week or week before last in the uh, review about people that helped us out so much during the pledge drive, she is here. She drew drove in from Arkansas. She's going to be spending Thanksgiving with us here at HCHQ. Which, by the way, happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Yeah. It is Thanksgiving, well, now, well, It'll be when Thanksgiving you hear Day. it now, it's now, but now it's two days before. Right. You get the idea, whatever. We're time travelers. Right? Seriously. <laughs> She drove in from Arkansas. She's going to hang out with us and play some games and maybe even do a live stream. So that'll be a lot of fun. Adds even more fun to a long weekend. Yep. Uh, as we are wont to do, just inviting weird, strange, random people into the house. I hey, am. you want to come hang out and game? Cool. Okay. Good. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, it should be a good time. Edward was at BGG Con last week. I was, in fact, there. Have have pictures to prove it. You so do. there you go, right? You cannot deny it, sir. So I'm sure like that everyone, you know, like me, enjoyed the Daily Diaries that we released every day during well, the con. I'm glad that you enjoyed them. I did. It was fun to listen to them. So let's I don't, that, go ahead. I don't know why it just so happened that it seemed like every time we were recording them, it was like three in the morning. Yeah, it was. Almost, almost to a T. Which is really funny. It, like it wasn't planned. Oh, it's three o'clock. Let's record. It <laughs> just, just so That's when everything wound right. down, right? Yep. 
And I saw Trent on Twitter today mentioned, he's like, I saw you Saturday night. <laughs> you were looking a little haggard. Because <laughs> I was recording Daily Diaries at 3 o'clock. No, I'm not saying that way. The fact that I was up that That's late. That's the just, problem, yeah. 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 But you did sleep in a lot later than you normally do. I did. I, I, I was... I took it upon myself to be smart and i'm proud of you and slept in till nine or ten if i didn't have anything planned early the next mm-hmm. day which i this just in i i didn't mm-hmm. at all and so yeah i i was able to and i had nice easy easing into each day which i think was important that i was able to get enough sleep me too because that's definitely one thing that we both need to work on with all these conventions coming up next year is doing that because well, we stay up so late and then we get up so early we're all we're kind of zombified well yeah it. burning it at both ends yeah. like you said but yeah. uh, another thing that i still i wasn't perfect about but i was better when you're not around is eating yeah and doing all that so i i did a better job of snacking throughout Good. the day to make sure you know because we we hit the store beforehand mm-hmm. i had some apples had some bananas had some peanut butter crackers just little little snacky treats yeah, to, it helps. to keep the bear at bay it helps to have those things instead of having to try to figure out where to go and get something small you know and it's not and, and not it's be, not junk food and it not be 17 dollars for a banana or or you know pizza right you know that type thing right so try to be smarter and for the most part i think i did pretty good Good. with that i think just the more we do this the better we'll become yep so with pax unplugged happening at the same time yeah you've mentioned that it felt a little bit more laid back than quote-unquote normal bgg con or quieter you know like so was it the, better or worse? So the first few days definitely felt that way. So we get there uh, routinely. We get there on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. as it, or I should say traditionally, because we fly in with the the folks here from Denver, and then uh, we take it. We fly into Love because we fly Southwest, mm-hmm. and then rent a van and we go to Babe's famous fried chicken Mm -hmm. and then uh, go to the grocery store for provisions, and then end up at the con. So on Tuesday, Wednesday, and I would say even on Thursday, everything just felt a lot more laid back and a lot more just, even though there were the same number of folks, I mean, there were 3,000, however many, 2,800, 3,300, somewhere in that neighborhood, Mm -hmm. same amount of tickets or maybe even a little bit more than previous years. It just felt more, it was very game centric and what i mean by that is to play games like folks were there they weren't there to see or be seen it wasn't any it was just hey it, imagine the world's biggest game day right that went on for five days that's what it felt like. well and that was one of the things i was going to ask you was with it's you know with with more a lot of people being at pax unplugged as well did it it seemed like it might have been more difficult to get games played if there were fewer people around. Oh, not at all. Good. Not at all. We we kind of took over, uh, depending on what day it was, room 425 or 525, kind mm-hmm. of as a base of operations to where it was it was me, it was Jim, it was the, the TBG mm-hmm. guys, and a host of other folks. And we just kind of... Use that as our, oh, hey, I can't find so-and-so. Let me go there to see if they're there. But we played in the main room. We played up on the 11th floor. You play all over the place, but had zero problem finding people 
to play games. And that wasn't because, oh, it's heavy cardboard. Of course, no, it was just, that's the thing. I met a lot of folks that enjoy the show, but there was, it wasn't, oh, hey, it's heavy cardboard. It was, hey, you want to play a game? It was just Edward, which was really, really nice. And that's one thing that kind of separates BGGCon from a lot of these other less gaming centric. And by gaming, I mean the actual playing. I should say plain centric conventions like Gen Con and Essen and all that stuff. So I didn't notice at all, though, that it was harder to get a game. I mean, everywhere you looked, there were games going on everywhere you looked. Well, speaking of that, like, what was the game that you saw played most while you were there? Terraforming Mars still is going strong. I saw that everywhere. Uh, So Venus Next, the latest expansion, I think arrived on Saturday afternoon. So there was a massive uh, line in the vendor hall for that. But um, it was a lot of Essen release stuff. I saw a lot of Kalimala getting played. Um, There was the hot games area. So all those were pretty busy a lot of the Mm -hmm. time. Um, And I'm trying to think if there was a standout game that was just everywhere. You know, now that I think about it, I don't think there was really any one game that really dominated uh, here and there. Like, I saw everything from, you know, Pulsar 2849. I saw a little bit of photosynthesis here and there. Uh, Heaven and Ale, Transatlantic. Uh, There really wasn't anything that was like the hot game. It was pretty well distributed, off, at least from my wanderings as i like to do there just wasn't one like there wasn't a ton of agra there wasn't a ton of gaia project hmm. but there were some right in all of but it, it, it was wasn't consistent on, on every like it at uh, wbc for example where every table had felt like had had terraforming mars exactly on it. right and there were other you know there was clans of caledonia um but there wasn't oh my god it's everywhere mm-hmm. now there really wasn't that there was just I saw Terraforming Mars quite a bit, but I wouldn't say disproportionate to the other hotness okay. games. So, no, I, there wasn't, which really kind of surprises me. But then again, it doesn't because I don't think there was one ZOMG game out of Essen no. either. Yeah. And kind of on that same note, was there any games that you saw being played that you were like, wow, I haven't seen that being played in X amount of time or ever or whatever? There were actually two games that come to mind on that. So I only saw one single game of Dominant Species being played. That made me sad. That's sad. Moment of silence for Dominant Species. All right. And there was one cool thing on older game, Demacher. I saw a game getting played at 2.30 in the morning, <laughs> Sunday morning slash Saturday night. Wow. That was pretty cool. Because when else are you going to play Demacher? Well, obviously. The one game that kind of, I was like, wow, I haven't seen that in a while was Clash of Cultures. I saw on a table there, uh, like one game of hmm. it, the entire con. Not that I was looking for it, but when I saw it, I was like, wow, I really haven't seen that yeah, in a long time. Years. So, no. And on the flip side of that, was there anything that you expected to see being played that wasn't being played? Hmm. I never saw, I didn't see any Lorenzo Il Magnifico, which kind of surprises me given that the expansion had just come out, right? Uh, But other than that, 
No, I would say just that's the one that obviously I was kind of not really looking for, but would have. That was a big omission that I saw. Now, does that mean it wasn't getting played? Absolutely. There might have been dozens of games mm-hmm. going on. I just didn't see them right. being played. And another that kind of surprised me that I didn't see being played, I think, but once outside of the hot games area, Nussfjord, mm-hmm. you know, the new uh, Uwe Rosenberg game. Yeah. Didn't see it hardly anywhere. Really? That's, that's surprising. Yep. It's really surprising. Let's hear more about this not hot games room. So if you listen to the Daily Diaries, you you heard about that. But a buddy of ours, James Nathan, decided last year, you know what? There's that geek list of I'm the only one that's played this game this month that like you go and you see if anyone's logged a play of it this month. And if not, you can post it into this geek list. That doesn't mean you get to play Terraforming Mars on the first of the month no. at midnight and it's be able to works. post it. They, <laughs> It, it the the premise is just more obscure just you know wow no one's played this and so he put together these list of i don't know a dozen games let's call it and i expected this to be just a whole lot of having a lot of fun lamenting how bad these games were <laughs> and kind of like uh commiserating in our misery but enjoying it because right. you know there's a group of us doing this and so just to have fun with it and plus where else are you going to get a chance to play some of these games other than the library from BGGCon? Right, like nowhere. So he decided to do that. And the first one was Hankelenstein, which we'll, we're going to talk more in detail about these in a little bit. But uh, that was a very pleasant surprise, as was a game called Basket Boss. And then uh, the other really, really forgettable, the one that I, ex- this is what I expected to be the norm, <laughs> was Auto Scooters, which was just really, really not good. Like, we were eight people playing this, and at the beginning of the third round, mind you, almost nothing happens in the first round, we were all like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> and we just boxed it up and that was that. Uh, but it was just it was just a cool experience because it's one of those things to where I I mean, yes, we have some obscure games here at the house at HCHQ, but we don't have this level of obscure mm-hmm. games that they had there. And it was just kind of a cool experience and it's something that I hope becomes a, a bit of a tradition at BGGCon. Well it has to. If I when it, the next time I get to go to BGGCon, it's happening. So okay. well, James, you make it so. Thank you, sir. We always talk about that BGGCon is about the people just as much as it's about the games. Yes. So well, Although there's been really good discussion about that very topic, both in the Guild and in BGG in general right. which, recently, which I think makes for interesting conversation. What was the your favorite people part of BGGCon, whether that was you know just sitting around talking or a specific experience playing a game with people? Man, you want me to limit that to one. Um, I mean, obviously, fine. you can talk about a couple. Well, OK, there's the meetup, obviously. Right. I mean, those are folks that are getting together to celebrate the, you know, the the mutual love of heavier games mm-hmm. and all that heavy cardboard represents. So obviously that's awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. But that that kind of is a is an obvious one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So some of my, I, I would argue that probably my favorite times uh, at a lot of these conventions, and especially at BGGCon, are the late at night, 
Uh, if you're playing a game, it's more or less it's end of the night type game, so it's not going to be an Arkwright. Right. It's going to be something a lot more like a a Turing, you know, something lighter, something smaller, something mm-hmm. more. You know, we can just talk around the game right, while right. while doing the it's, activity. Yeah, of I was the say game. that's the activity and the talking is what you're doing. Right, and so that that is definitely my favorite time, and I think it was. Man, was it day three? I think when it was, it was me, it was Kyle, it was Matt, Jim, Jason, everybody kind of the daily diary around Hank Einstein. Uh And it was just the the sitting around, just talking, or at the end of the night with James at the last night on Saturday, or even before that, like an hour before when we were playing QE. And just, it was just celebrating the hobby just being around like-minded people yeah. and, and just just talking about it did it we weren't talking about the games we were talking about just stuff Love. right yeah so that i think was probably my favorite thing um if i were to highlight one specific feel good moment mm-hmm. i think yeah, though, that'll work was i met this this uh lady named Danny uh who's from just north of Dallas who was recent into the hobby. And she was a part of Doug's group, which go back to listen to James describing Doug and (laughs) all of that and from the last Daily Diary. Um, But she was kind of new to the hobby. And she was at the Not Hot Games night. And so she and I just happened to be paired up Mm -hmm. like, you know, oh, there were four of us and we just happened to be playing this game together. And then that game ended and we moved to the next game. And she seemed a little, I don't know, apprehensive, I think, at first and whatever. And me, I was just me, right? Right. I mean, just me, except I cuss more in person. (laughs) And so that was that, and that was the end of the night. The next night, Saturday night, here it is, I don't know, one in the morning or whatever. And she happened to come by where me and a couple of fellow elephants were just sitting around just talking. Mm -hmm. And she came up to me. And she said, I wanted you to know that last night playing those games with you, that was the best time I've had here. You made me feel welcome. You made me, you didn't make me feel silly for being new to the hobby and not knowing about these games. And that really, that was special. That was really really cool. cool. Like that, like, yeah, that was just, that was really, really awesome yeah. that somebody said that to me. So That's really great. Yeah, so I'm glad that I was able to to welcome somebody new, which, let's face it, here in Denver, we don't interact with a Mm-mm. whole lot of new folks to the hobby because we, really don't. we don't game a lot in public. We tend to game here at the house or over at Tony's or right. whatever. And so to know that I was still able to make somebody comfortable who isn't, you know, deep into the hobby and mm-hmm. everything. That felt really good for me and just yay. So we got another person mm-hmm. that really digs the hobby. So so yeah, Danny, thanks a lot for uh for for telling me that and not just keeping that in. So that was that was a real cool moment. That is really me. really cool. So there you go. And to just kind of wrap up a little bit, we all know how much the Euler family loves food. Mm-hmm. including Asher. I would argue he likes it more than anybody else, even, <laughs> but he has a faster metabolism, so True. there you go. The good thing about BGGCon is that it's in a hotel, so you there's a, at least a couple restaurants in there. There's also room well, service. Yeah, there sure. So um, 
with that being said, how was the food? Did you find it the same or better or worse than years past? Well, at the hotel, the food was terrible and the service was worse. Oh, my. So I'm actually really glad that BGGCon's moving away from the Hyatt Regency. Uh, really disappointed. Now, I used to be a server in a former life. Back in the day, I used to wait tables. Mm-hmm. So I tend to not really be hypercritical. I tend to be a lot more forgiving for a lot of things, but I'm also a stickler yeah. also for some things. That's and it's a buffet, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever you go for the breakfast buffet or the dinner buffet, uh, but when when you never see somebody that come by your table or when they do come by, they're, they've mailed it in. Like they like you're inconveniencing them. Oh, that, man. that made it really, really kind of terrible. The selections in the buffet were less than in years really? pre- previous and the food was just bland across the, how do you screw up breakfast that's man? bizarre because it was good the the first year we went it was good last year it was i mean it was it fine. was okay but this year no wow. totally forgettable so i eat two meals total out of the 10 wow well, i guess out of the 15 possible i ate two of them there i had one breakfast one dinner and won't do it again if wow. we go back next year won't do it again Wow. That said, Babes, as always, was fantastic. Uh, let's see. What else? We went to Heart 8 for the Brawling Brothers uh, meetup. Uh-huh. And it's the barbecue there, I'll be honest, is is fine. It's nothing <gasps> tight barbecue. The brisket there, they do brisket right, which is actually in the bylaws for the state. <laughs> that if you're in Texas, you have to do brisket right. And Same. they do. A Texas girl, I would agree with you. And the uh, the the cream corn there is is pretty special. Everything else is whatever. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk too much about the meetup there. Well, you can go back and listen to the Daily Diaries for that. That that was let's just say that was eventful, <laughs> um, for better or for worse. Uh, but no, it was a good time seeing everybody that was there, seeing the fellas and everything. So that was the 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 positive there. Food-wise, let's see what else. We went out to In-N-Out. Jim had never gone to In-N-Out. And Cali boy, Kleiker, Matt, (laughs) he uh, he was excited at the idea. So I blame, actually, Brandon, Josh, and Jordan for this. It was Friday night, late at night, and Brandon was feeling no pain. (laughs) And they had, uh, Josh had gone to In-N-Out and was bringing it back. And I was like, what? (laughs) Really? I didn't even know that it existed in Dallas, first off. And second, really? You you didn't offer? Man, that ain't right. So, Kleiker and I, so again, he's from California, so he's part of the cult that is in and out. And he was like, Arr? in and out. <laughs> so, he was like, and I was like, you and me, tomorrow. He's like, deal. So, we went there for a late dinner, and that was, and Jim went, had a, had a milkshake. He thought it was our right. and the burgers are, are are solid. I don't think they're everything that everybody makes it out to be. Okay. And the fries were fine. The highlight for me was going to the uh, the frozen custard place on the way back. <laughs> Is that we, where you had your concrete? I did. I had my uh, what was it? It was butterscotch and toasted pecan. Wow. And by the way, it's pecan, not pecan. I'll tell that to Dana. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So food wise. Everything that wasn't the hotel was was really tasty. The hotel was terrible. Although, on Saturday during the day, while we were playing John Company, German Mike ran to the little, uh, like, um, 
I want to call it a gidunk, but I don't think that translates to civilian worlds it, words. It's like a, a grab and go, or like you know, like a little mini pantry thing. Yeah, to where you go, you buy tickets, and then you buy yeah. like a hot dog or pizza mm-hmm. or whatever, right? So they had this uh, these tacos that uh, soft shell tacos, mm-hmm. or you know, with flour tortillas. Those looked and smelled amazing. And then they also had something else that I hadn't seen in years before that they didn't offer on Saturday, but they did the previous days and I missed out. But like a loaded baked potato. Oh, wow. That would have been yummy. That would have been good, right? Or is someone referred to it as bacon day? (laughs) And uh, so, yeah. So next year, looking forward to trying that. Would you like some baked potato with your bacon? Yes, exactly. (laughs) You want to talk about the heavy cardboard meetup? It was... It was pretty cool. I mean, it was it was very um, informal. It was very laid back. We met at the back of the bar as as we planned mm-hmm. on or as we did last year. Except this time, I actually spoke to the manager on Tuesday instead of all of a sudden, "Hi, here's seventy people." <laughs> right. And even having told them that they didn't have a server for us for wow. the drinks or not, oh it gosh, wasn't so. Outside of that, yeah. it was pretty awesome to see everybody show up. Uh, apparently there were some folks sitting back there that weren't aware that we were having a meetup and they all of a sudden they were surrounded by a bunch of elephants and they i guess didn't feel comfortable so they got up and left didn't have to but whatever so we uh, had some drinks down there um had the new challenge coins Mm -hmm. had the pins had the patches had t-shirts a bunch of people came and bought those and then we went upstairs and gamed for a few hours nice. after that, up to the 11th floor. We had three rooms reserved. I saw a game. Man, there was Tokyo Highway going on. There was 4X. Uh, there were a whole lot of other games that I cannot think of. <laughs> However, I was privy to have my ass handed to me. <laughs> By Osgur Grenelud, designer of 13 Days, oh. uh, or co-designer yeah. of 13 Days, him along with Daniel Peterson. Mm-hmm. They, they came, as well as a host of other folks. But Osgur won the Essen, uh, like the, I'm not going to call it the world championship, but of Clask. You know, the little dexterity kind of shuffleboard air right. hockey right. type thing. Uh-huh. He's good. <laughs> he said how, he's played how many? Nearly 2,000 games of it. insane. So I don't think I've done anything other than had heartbeats or breathe 2,000 times. Wow. Yeah, dude was... So he said in uh, in Denmark, they have a saying (laughs) that uh, uh, to have cake, so we bet cake. And he uh, he challenged me. He said, if you score in a best two out of three, then... uh, you get cake. And I was like, whatever. So it was six nothing first game. Second game was four to nothing. <laughs> and I scored. And Thomas got video, so we have proof. We do. And that was my only only point. He housed me. Just wow. and he, I think he was playing with his offhand the entire time. <laughs> just it was it was impressive to see like it was next level class. Right. Like I right. didn't know there was a next level, but he showed me what but that he was next there. Le- yes, he was absolutely there. <laughs> 
Anyway, um, and then he said he felt really bad because he didn't have any cake. And I told him, all right, at Gen Con, he can, he can bring you cake. better bring you some cake. Right. So so that was that was a lot of fun. And then he showed us uh, their new game, Oscars and Daniel's new game, that is called uh, Iron Curtain. That is their second take on a streamlined reduced version of twilight struggle so 13 days was the first one which he says is a bluffing game mm-hmm. and this one is more of an area control game and okay. so took the same premise two completely different animals mm-hmm. and made them both viable games that that's really impressive that the fellas were able to do that so you're going to see that during the uh during the advent of gaming uh marathon thing Thingy. that we are doing uh, but yeah, that was the meetup. It was just a bunch of people playing a bunch of games, hanging out, and just having a lot of fun. Good. I saw a game of Captain Sonar going down with uh, the Brawling Brothers guys and Tommy from Meeple mm-hmm. Realty and Brian from TBG and all those guys. Were, cool. It was just, it was cool to see um, just friends that we've made yeah. in years past as well as new friends that we have mm-hmm. and just fellow elephants it was just a really just really comfortable time to Good. be around and it was nice that we didn't get do any giveaways it was just you want to be there because mm-hmm. you want to be there and just hang out with like-minded folks and drink scotch and, and be merry and whiskey and have fun and that's yeah. what people did so yay yes to that. definitely so yeah, that was BGG Con in a, in a nutshell. Uh, I was sad that it was over, and at the same time, I was very, very relieved that it was over. Mm-hmm. So on that note, there's something else that I wanted to mention here in this. That so it's Thanksgiving, right? And right. felt like if there was ever a time that you should be thankful for things, it's Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. I mean, you should be year-round, but you get the idea. Mm-hmm. It comes to the forefront of your mind on Thanksgiving. Right. So at 3.30, James and I were recording the final uh, the final daily diary of, well, the year, really. Mm-hmm. And as we were finishing up recording, I was getting phone calls and texts. And I, I turned my phone upside down so I don't look at it so I can focus on, you know, recording whatever it yeah. is that I'm recording. And I just happened to look at it because I knew it was after four in the morning. I, I had planned on staying up all night because our shuttle left somewhere in that time period-ish. Okay. And it was Phil and Skippin blowing up my phone like, hey, where are you? Shuttle's here. I hadn't packed yet. Oops. And I was like, okay. So we finished up recording mm-hmm. and then I hurriedly, panically, panically? Yeah, we're going to go with that. <laughs> Uh, called Phil and was like, hey, what's up? Because um, we had to take a shuttle from DFW to Love. Because mm-hmm. again, Southwest, right? right? And he's like, I said, give me 15 minutes. He said, yeah, you should be fine. Five minutes later, he texted me. Sorry, we had to go. Ugh. The shuttle driver had to leave. Okay, no big deal. Now you're not rushed. So uh, <laughs> the fellas helped me pack and I get out of the room and I call, you know, I get on the Uber app. I get an Uber and dude shows up. But this is this this was one of those surreal universe just telling you mm-hmm. things. It, I I really believe that the universe has a way of of conveying its message to you in really weird ways at times. Sometimes less weird, very straightforward. This is one of those surreal times. So I get in the Uber, 
And this may come as a shock, but the Uber driver and I started started chatting it up. Shocked, I say. Shocked. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, just leaving the convention, last convention of the year, da-da-da-da-da. And he asked me, oh, what do you do? So, oh, hey, I, you know, host this podcast and YouTube channel and everything. He's like, really? And I was like, I was like, yeah, about board games. He's like, I had no idea. And I was like, yeah. So then we got to talking about the schedule for next year and how insane it's going to be between May and June, uh, the uh, mid-May to the end of June. And, okay, UK Games Expo and then heading to Sweden to meet with some fans that won this drawing for us. And he was like, hold on a second. He said, dude, you have fans in Sweden. (laughs) Let that sink in. Now, I don't know why this guy was, was like, zeroing in on this but it was what the universe thought you needed to hear i think so and the perspective Mm -hmm. and everything and he was like there are so few people in the world that can say they have fans in something he says and you're going to meet your fans in sweden dude he's like that is amazing and another thing he brought up and this is as we're like pulling into the airport at the very end here he's like you realize you created a job like there wasn't a job right for what you do he said you just created one because you made one yep he said and again he just kind of ran with this and it was just such a surreal moment and he was like so if you have a hard day at work you have a bad day he said remember those two things he said you have fans around the world you have fans in sweden you have fans in Qatar, you have fans in Vietnam. In Iran. Right? Yeah. And he said, and you made a job. Out of thin air. He said, so you're having a bad day? Remember those things. And it was just one of those, like, I'm just staring at the back of this dude's <laughs> head like, wow. wow. Like, I gen, oh, okay, so here I am, tired as all get out. I haven't slept, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I knew I was going to be tired coming in, but my, my plane left at 6.30 in the morning. So what are you going to do? Sleep for two hours? Right. And I was like, yeah, that's not happening. So I'm tired from that, but I'm just I'm just drained, man. Well, it's, yeah. the, it's the end of the convention, but it's the end of the summer. We had the, the, the stress of the patron drive. Mm-hmm. We had all this travel and the conventions and having to be on all this time. Yes. And here it is, the end of all that. And I'm all I can think about is, man, I'm bummed that I'm not gonna not see my friends. I'm not gonna see this stuff and all these people. But I'm also, oh, I'm so grateful that I get to go home, mm-hmm. hang out with you and Asher and, and our friends here, and home. just be right. And to have this go on right at the end, like it was just. I hope I hope it, I'm conveying it well. Just how surreal and how poignant. It was and how important it was for in that moment Mm -hmm. to give me that perspective to be like, not not necessarily to stay humble. I don't think I have a problem doing that. It's just remember how grateful and how thankful I should be that. Holy cow. Think about this. Yeah. So here we are on Thanksgiving. That was 
that was the moment of the con and it was afterwards. Does you know what I mean? Yeah, and you weren't even at BGG con at all. You were right. on your way home. Random Uber dude. Right. Right. So Yeah, it, I felt like that was the universe's way of saying, you know, take a minute and just yeah. just remember. So relax and ship it. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> That'll make Jody smile if you're listening. So okay. thanks everybody for helping make this be. So yeah, I am I am very grateful for that. And I'm grateful for you being willing to do two jobs to do this. So yeah, just uh a good time to be reflective and thankful for all these things. Yeah. Even though we have the holidays coming up and all the hustle and bustle that goes on with that, the advent of gaming that we're gonna do mm-hmm. and just it's pretty cool to just stop and take a moment and be appreciative of what we have. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I'm appreciative that's of. the most important thing, really. And so the fact that we have each other, that we have this community that we've built up, and the fact that you get to do a job that you love and that you're passionate about, I couldn't be more thankful for any of that. So thanks, y'all. Thank you.